Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrive market.com slash truth talks. Hey friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. If you've ever been disappointed with the way that your life has turned out, or if you've been disappointed or let down by people in your life, this conversation is for you. I wanted to do a little mini episode on disappointment. What happens when life does not go the way we thought it would? I want to share how we can actually turn this disappointment into a really awesome opportunity to depend on the Lord. But before we do that, I want to say hi, I'm Tara, your host of Truth Talks with Tara. It is so fun to meet you. If you're new here to the podcast, if you have just started listening and subscribing, if you've been here for a while, you know my voice, you know what is up. We are a show all about knowing, loving, and living God's word. That when we know God's word, it'll overflow with a love for God's word and how God's word actually has so much to say about how we live and put it into practice. So that's why I'm here. We have some amazing guests on. On every once in a while, but today's episode is a little mini conversation with just you and I today about disappointment and dealing with it from a biblical perspective and actually how we can have hope through it. So let's get into the conversation. So I'm sure you can think of ways that you have been disappointed in your life before, whether that is not being in a relationship, disappointed with not being married, not having a child yet, not getting the job you wanted, not having friends or community, not getting this or that. Life just not turning out the way that we thought. There's a lot of disappointment, whether that be in people and other people and how they let us down or in circumstances, in events and things that happen in our lives. 
You know, friend, the funny thing about disappointment is that it can be really paralyzing. And it can even be more paralyzing when you've been faithful to God, meaning when you followed him and you obeyed him and, you know, you've done all the things that you thought that you should as a Christian and still you're disappointed. Like life is still full of disappointments and we can be left confused and wondering, God, I've done everything you've asked me to do. I've been faithful to you. I've trusted you and I'm disappointed. Like why is life going this way? So it's not only disappointment and circumstances and in people around us, but oftentimes disappointment can can be found in God. We can find ourselves disappointed in God, what I really mean. There are a lot of biblical examples of people in God's word that have been disappointed as well. We think of Hannah, we think of Elizabeth, we think of Rebecca and Sarah, all these Old Testament women who have been disappointed in one way or another over their circumstances, over not having a child when they wanted to, all of these different things. And I want you to know right now, friend, that disappointment isn't a sin, but it can give way to doubt and to faithlessness and to distrust in God and even bitterness and anger. There are a lot of different things that disappointment can give way to. So just a reminder that disappointment is a natural human thing. Again, it's not a sin. It's something that just happens because life is imperfect and we're imperfect. But I just want us to be aware of the things that disappointment can lead into. So again, doubt, faithlessness, distrusting God, bitterness, anger, discontentment, all these things that really, you know, put a wedge in our relationship with the Lord. And so when we put our expectations on people or in the outcomes we desire, there's a very good likelihood just because of the world we live in that we're going to be disappointed. So how do we deal with this? Like we said, disappointment is inevitable, but it doesn't have to be the end of our story. Disappointment provides, actually, this might sound really strange, but it provides a unique opportunity. And if we have God's eyes, we can see it as a blessing. Yes, I said a blessing. It's an opportunity and a blessing if we have God's eyes to see our lives through his lens instead of our own. Okay, so if we think about it that way, there are two outcomes when we are disappointed. It can either drive a wedge between us and our relationship with the Lord, or it can draw us closer to the Lord. So I want to look at one verse today as like our main verse when we're talking about disappointment, and that is Psalm 3410. I want to read it in the NIV version. The NIV says, the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. I want this to be a promise that we all cling to. Those who seek God will lack no good thing. By this logic, like Psalm 3410 says, like David says in the psalm, this means that if something is good, God will give it to you. But we need to remember that the true definition of what is good is it's not always what we think is good, right? It's not always the obvious. It's God's definition. Anything that he deems good, anything that will aid in our sanctification and growth and our faith in him and give him glory while also furthering his kingdom. So when we remember that God is our greatest good, we don't have to be disappointed. I know that it is a natural instinct like I talked about, and we're going to talk about some ways to deal with disappointment in our everyday lives, but I know it's easier said than done, but that's the truth of it. That's the truth of the matter. When we have God, when we realize that he is the ultimate good, he is our ultimate satis satisfaction, we don't have to let disappointment be the end of our story. We can pivot from that disappointment and remember, like Psalm 16, 2 says, that you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. Or Philippians 3, 8, Paul says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash truth talks. So we need to know God. We need to experience him. We need to get in the word and we need to fellowship and to talk with him so that we can realize and fully experience and taste and see for ourselves that God is good. When we realize that God is our best and he gives the best, we can rest in whatever he deems to give us, whatever he deems is good. I mean, that was just a rhyme, an intentional rhyme there. But I want to say it again. When we realize God is our best and he gives the best, we can rest. We can have hope and trust in him even when we're disappointed. Disappointment does not have to um, erase the hope and trust that we have in God. It does not have to have that power over us when we're in Christ. Again, people and circumstances will let us down. That's inevitable. But God is always good. So let's talk about a few ways to um, the antidotes, maybe another way to say it, to disappointment and some things that we can really lean into to help ease the sting of disappointment when people let us down, when our lives and events and circumstances don't play out the way we thought, the way that we can trust God and have hope instead and not let disappointment be, you know, have the end say, have all of the say. First, I would encourage all of us, I'm speaking to myself here too, because I can think of so many things off the top of my head that I have found myself disappointed in. But the first thing I would encourage us in to do is to give God our disappointments. Take time to feel sad, but don't dwell there. Again, it's okay to feel these feelings. It's okay to be disappointed. Like that's not a sin. That's not any of those things. But the things that it can lead to will drive a wedge in our relationship with the Lord. Disappointment can lead us to sin. So let's not allow ourselves to spiral into self-pity. Now, just with our natural sin nature, self-pity and all of these things, selfishness, it can be very easy for us to fall into. And again, it's not natural. It's not the easiest thing to do. But can I give you some hope, friend? This is actually a supernatural reaction that the Holy Spirit inside of you as a believer can empower you to do. This will take time. It'll take practice and repetition. So pray about it. Cry out to God about it. Give him your disappointments. Again, 1 Peter 5 tells us to cast our cares onto the Lord, to literally just dump them at his feet. Be honest with him and then be willing to listen to him and to trust him and to believe his truth no matter how you're feeling and to pour over scriptures 
that reminds you of what is true and what is good about God and about his plans for your life. Secondly, I would just encourage us all to adjust our expectations. Now, we often get too hung up on what we want and we forget sometimes to look outside of ourselves. Again, speaking from personal experience, it's really easy to tunnel vision and just stare down the barrel at our expectations and at what we wanted instead of getting outside of ourselves. But like we mentioned, disappointment usually happens, again, when we hinge our joy and our hope and our fulfillment and our happiness in one specific event outcome or person so instead we need to adjust our expectations we need to look at reality which reality is what god's word says and who god is and again i'm not saying not to get our hopes up because there's so much in store for us there's so much hope and future and promise in christ but i think this is just a reminder for us all to hold our lives and expectations with open hands again to give them to christ and remember that this life is not our own like first corinthians 6 tells us we've been bought with a price so we're called to glorify god and honor him with our bodies and everything that we are Next, I feel like this could be something that we overlook a lot, and I have too, and so I have been trying to really put this into practice, not only in this area of disappointment, but just in my entire life, and that is to confess. Confess that you're longing for something else other than him, because think about it. When we're disappointed in something, it's usually because our longings are fixed on other things. Our desires are on a, a certain outcome instead of on Christ and what he wants, right? Again, 1 John 1, 9, it reminds us that God is faithful and he's just to forgive. And so we need to repent, not only through disappointment, but every single day for anything, for every sin, repent and turn away from any desire contrary to him and instead receive the complete forgiveness that God promises us in Christ to live anew. I can tell you with certainty that God will mold your desires as you draw nearer to him. We're going to always desire what we want, but as the, the closer and closer we get to the Lord, like Psalm 37 tells us that our desires and our delights, the closer we get to the Lord, the more we get to know him, we're going to be sanctified and our desires are going to hopefully and truly line up with him more and more as we mature in Christ. So there's a glimpse of hope for us there too. Next, I would just remind us to find scriptures that encourage us to look to God's goodness and believe his trustworthiness and the hope that we have in him and to meditate over these words, to pray through them, to memorize them, to let these scriptures and verses become such a part of our lives that we can refer to them whenever we need them. Again, not just when we're disappointed, but all of the time. Finding key verses and things like that that will really remind you of the truth when you're disappointed, we need to lift our eyes out of our own circumstances and onto Christ and reality. Again, reality is whatever God says and who God is. And lastly, I would encourage us all to pray and ask God for provision. God knows what we need, but he also wants us to come to him and ask. Sometimes I'm speaking from my own experience here and how I feel sometimes. I feel guilty of asking God what I want and what I need because I don't feel like I, I have that right, which we do need to have the surrendered posture when we pray, right? And not be self-entitled or any of those things. But God tells us over and over in the scripture, Jesus even tells us in a lot of his sermons and his messages to his disciples and crowds in the gospels that he wants us to pray. He wants us to ask, seek, and knock. He wants us to come to him because it's an act of dependence. It's an act of humility. And he wants to hear from his kids. God wants to give good gifts so he knows what we need but he also wants us to come to him so pray and ask the lord ask him for the things that you desire and ask him to have his will be done which his will 
will inevitably be done, but also ask that our affections and our desires will line up with his. Because again, when God's will is done, when God has his way and we're walking in his way, it's the best path to take. We may be disappointed because things didn't go our way, but it will always be better that things went God's way instead of our own way. We will always be thankful that things turned out the way God wanted them to and not us. It's a hard road to walk. Disappointment is not fun. It's easy to sit there. But I just want us to be reminded that God is so good. He has better plans and he can be so trusted with them. Again, friend, disappointment does not have to be the end-all be-all of your story. It can be a really awesome turning point and opportunity for us to depend on God deeper and further and more truly than we ever have before. So I pray this episode was an encouragement to you to take that disappointment when it runs into you in your life and instead pivot, turn, and run to God with it. To not be afraid of the disappointment in life, but to see it as, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to pivot. I'm going to look to God. I'm going to trust his promises. I am going to remember that he is good. He is my satisfaction. He is all I need. And I can have hope in him no matter if people let me down, no matter if my circumstances don't pan out the way that I thought. God is so good, friend. And he is so for you and he loves you so deeply and he knows exactly what he is going to provide for you in the right timing. So trust him, lean into him, take this episode as an encouragement. Thank you for sitting down with me and talking about disappointment and dealing with it and having hope in Christ. Disappointment, again, I'm going to say it one more time, does not have to be the end of your story. Well, there you go. You just finished another episode of Truth Talks with Tara. Thank you for tuning in with me. It literally feels like we're sitting down and having coffee and having a conversation about the Lord. And it's my favorite things to do with you. Life, Jesus, all the things. Again, so thank you for tuning in. If this episode encouraged you, if this show has brought any edification or challenged your faith or grown your faith or inspired you in any way, would you take a moment and leave a star rating on Spotify or a written rating review on Apple Podcasts if you listen there as well? This is the best, the best way to encourage and equip and get this show out to more people who want to know, love, and live God's word. This would be such a blessing and a gift to me, and it only takes a few minutes of your time. I want you to know too that I read every single rating and review. I see every single star rating. I see the listens. I see the DMs. I see the messages, and I'm so encouraged. And more than anything, I give glory to the Lord for what he's doing. So thank you for doing that. I love you. Thank you again. We will see you in next week's episode. Here's to knowing, loving, and living God's word together.